Welcome to the Harvard on China podcast at the Fairbank Center for Chinese Studies. 欢迎来到费正清中国研究中心的哈佛论中国播客。The Fairbank Center is a world-leading center on China at Harvard University. The Trump transition team's handling of foreign relations appears to have got off to an unexpected start. On Friday, President-elect Trump spoke on the phone with Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen, a break in U.S. diplomatic protocol regarding Taiwan since 1979. I'm James Evans, the communications coordinator at the Fairbank Center, and I asked Professor Stephen Goldstein, a Fairbank Center associate, organizer of the center's Taiwan Studies workshop, and Sophia Smith, professor of government emeritus at Smith College, about the significance of the Trump Tsai phone call and what it might mean for U.S.-China-Taiwan relations in a Trump administration. So on Friday, December the second,、uh, President-elect of the United States, Donald Trump, called Tsai Ing-wen. No,、uh, he he received. Oh, he、call. received a call from Tsai Ing-wen. Sorry, he tweeted that he called. That's right. Yeah. So many people have found this sort of from a range of disturbing to puzzling. Right. Um. So my first question is, why can't, as president-elect of the United States, why can't you call Taiwan, or receive a call, or receive a call from Taiwan? <laughs> the the relationship between the United States and Taiwan is one that is. Inherently in conflict with the relationship between the United States and China,、uh, China considers、uh, Taiwan to be Chinese territory that is currently occupied by a remnant of a regime which they defeated in、uh, 1949, and it was only Deng Xiaoping's uh, uh, impatience to get normalization with the United States. That allowed for the maintenance of some kind of relationship between Taiwan and the United States. As far as China is concerned, that relationship is inhibiting the full integration of Taiwan into China.、Uh, it is、um, giving encouragement. To the Taiwan leadership to resist Chinese efforts, in order to、uh, maintain a relationship with Taiwan, while at the same time solving,、um, calming、uh, the mainland, what the United States has、uh, done since 1979 is to、um, maintain regulations. Regarding the level of contacts that would be maintained between Taiwan and the United States, and to assure that those contacts、uh, are, in a sense,、um, at a lower level than the contacts between China and the United States, because for them to be on the same level、uh, would be an insult to、uh, China. So、uh, for that reason,、uh, simply contact、um, between、uh, the president of the United States and the president、uh, of the Republic of China on Taiwan is an insult、uh, to to China、uh, because it is basically saying that、uh, we consider the relationship with with Taiwan. To be on a par with any other sovereign state in the world, 
And uh, as far as the United States is concerned, and as far as China is concerned, it's the only thing that we agree on when it comes to Taiwan. Taiwan is not a sovereign state. So for the president to accord uh, the same um, privilege to Taiwan that is being accorded to other sovereign states, you know, for Trump to simply say, well, you know, I talked to Pakistan, I, I talked to this, I talked to that, I talked to France, that's all okay, uh, except as far as China is concerned, and we have supported China on that, Taiwan is not a sovereign state. Taiwan's status, as far as the United States is concerned, is undetermined. So for many Trump supporters, they've said that this is just a symbol, it's not emblematic of policy that they'll be taking, um, and we shouldn't read too deeply into this. But on the other side, a lot of Trump critics have said that this shows that he's very rash, it shows that he doesn't listen to advice, um, or worse, that the advice he's being given is bad for the US relationship with China. I mean, how do you see Taiwan now featuring within the US domestic discourse? Well, I think that the first point to make is that, um, for example, in this morning's press, uh, one of Trump's advisors uh, said that the conversation with sign one related to symbols and not substance. And I think the, the, the important thing to keep in mind about the relationship between the United States, Taiwan, and China is that symbols and substance uh, are often one and the same. And that because the differences between the three parties in regard to the nature of Taiwan, the nature of their relationship with Taiwan, are all in conflict. And what, in, in a sense, what uh, gives cover to that conflict are uh, a, a number of symbolic gestures and symbolic statements and ambiguous statements. For example, the Chinese uh, adhere to the one, one China principle. The United States adheres to the one China policy. They sound about the same, except they're entirely different. The mainland's one China principle is that there is only one China and Taiwan is a part of China. The United States one China policy is that we recognize the People's Republic of China as the government of China, period. And if you look at American statements on uh, the one China policy, you'll see that the one China policy has two parts. One is uh, the um, agreements that were made with the mainland uh, during the normalization process. But the other is that is the Taiwan Relations Act that justifies uh, relations and arms sales and economic ties with, with Taiwan. So our one China policy combines relations with China along with relations with Taiwan. Uh, it says nothing about whether Taiwan is a part of China or not. As a matter of fact, the official American position is that the status of Taiwan has been undetermined since the end of the Second World War. Uh, as far as China is concerned, the one China principle uh, is simply that Taiwan is a part of China. And, and that is a cover 
uh, or a symbolic uh, obfuscating of a very real difference. So there's been speculation that uh, this phone call with Taiwan was sort of done off the cuff and it was just on a whim of Trump's, but uh, it, it seems more and more both likely and obvious that this phone call must have been planned in advance and therefore must have included teams of people on both sides, in which case you have a team of people on the Trump side who clearly told them this was a good idea and that this should go ahead. I mean, what does that mean for the sort of triangle of US-Taiwan-China relations? I mean, you say they've always been sort of fraught with difference. But I mean, in particular, looking at domestically in Taiwan, having a more pro-Taiwan, I suppose you would say, US side, surely that has benefits, but also negative consequences for Taiwan domestically. Well, I think that the, what what I see uh, from from the Taiwan side is that there there has always been, uh, or has been for the last decade, a sense in Taiwan that there are friends in the United States who uh, can support Taiwan and can often uh, act in ways or act as communications channels that can bypass the uh, government and can provide Taiwan with assistance and information that might not come through government channels. Now, that, that was the case with Chen Shui-bian. Uh, Chen Shui-bian, though he was warned continually by George Bush to not take certain actions, others in the United States uh, gave him different advice and, and said that the real policy of the United States or the real uh, center of support uh, was willing to go much further than uh, George Bush. And that George Bush, as one of them said, is, is the best friend of of uh, Taiwan, or, or, the, or the guardian angel of Taiwan. Chen Shui-bian got into a lot of trouble uh, because he ignored the Bush government and listened to those sympathetic to Taiwan in, in the United States, both in the Congress and in the administration. What concerns me about what Tsai Ing-wen did was that she was obviously contacted by a number of um, Trump people and told that it would be to her advantage to make a phone call, uh, that that phone call would be accepted, uh, and that it would provide a, um, a, a new uh, channel uh, into American policymaking. She would never have made that call cold. So she obviously made it with the promise that somehow Taiwan would benefit in some future administration. My concern is twofold. Uh, one, at the moment, she appears to benefit both in terms of domestic politics. She's once again asserted Taiwan's place. She seems to benefit in terms of achieving a little more ground in uh, dealing with the United States, uh, getting in early, getting in with the new administration. But there are two very real dangers. Uh, one is that the mainland is not going to punish the United States for this. That's very clear uh, from the statements that are coming out now. I would be very surprised if the mainland did not punish Tsai Ing-wen, either by uh, further isolating Taiwan 
or by um, perhaps snatching one of one or two of Taiwan's allies. Second danger is that um, when the Trump government takes office, the, the pattern has been both with Reagan uh, and with Bush that initial favoritism towards Taiwan very quickly turns into realism regarding the fact that China is simply more important to American interests than Taiwan is, and that in many ways it's a zero-sum game between good relations with one and not the other. So this illusion of a special place in the new Trump administration may, may also evaporate. And like Chen Shui-bian, she may find herself uh, com communicating with or listening to uh, people who very soon after Trump becomes president uh, will be out of the loop of American foreign policy. But it's hard for me to imagine uh, that she, she could have resisted uh, an invitation from Trump's people to make this phone call. If I would have advised her, I would have suggested a public message, uh, a statement issued to the press, and Trump could reply with a statement issued to the press. It, it was such a gratuitous um, kind of conflict. So just kind of between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it looked like a great opportunity. Uh, how can you resist this breakthrough with the United States? You know, what's going to happen at home in terms of uh, applauding uh, this great advance at a time when her um, uh, approval figures are just going down, down, down. Not as down, down, down as my new Joe, but down. So it was all very tempting, but it, it may turn out to be a short-term gain and a long-term loss for her. Stephen Goldstein, thank you very much. You're very welcome.